But before I start, I want to, I want to imagine, I want you to imagine that you are um, being taken to go on a long journey and your guide <clears throat> um, brings you to a certain point and points you to a far distant um, destination point. And, you, and in the far distance, you can see it and it's straight ahead. And he says, right, that's where you're going. And you look and you think, okay, yeah, I can, I can, it's a long way, but I can get there. I can see, I can see my path. I can see the destination I'm going for. But then he says this, he says, whatever happens, keep going straight on. And then he disappears. And you're left thinking, well, I thought this was fairly straightforward, but what does that mean? Whatever happens. Now, you can have a couple of reactions to that. You can think, oh no, I'm a bit worried now. Um, I thought it was straightforward. I could see my way ahead. I could see where I was going. Um, but I'm now worried, what's gonna happen? Um, or you can think, well, actually, I'm gonna get there. Some things may happen on the way, but I'm not gonna let them deflect me from getting to my destination. And it's the second one I want to talk about today, because those words, those exact words, is what Paul used for the Philippians in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27. He says this, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. What Paul was doing was he was preparing the Philippian church for what was going to happen to them in the future. In the previous bit of the chapter, he'd already said to them, look, um, you know, he'd, he'd given his normal greetings. He said how well the Philippian church was doing. But then he was talking about some persecution and some trouble that he was in. He was in chains for the gospel. He was saying, actually, it's going well. Um, you know, I hope to be released. The gospel is spreading. Um, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. And actually, Philippians, I know you're starting to face some issues and some problems. Um, and I'd, I'm going to try and come to you and encourage you, but I don't know if I will. But whatever happens, keep going straight. Whatever happens. And so Paul was getting ready, the church ready for being prepared for stuff that would come against them in the, the coming weeks and months and years. None of us would have predicted, or none of us really, I'm, I'm not aware of anybody predicting what has happened this year. And even when it did happen, I think a lot of us, and me included, thought, well, we're going to be locked down for a few weeks. We will, um, you know, we'll have to do Zoom for a bit, and then we'll be back together, and everything will be back to normal. We're six months on. And as, as Jamie was saying, we're looking for ways to, to open up the building and, 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 and get back together. But we're way off yet from being back to how things were. And of course, we're not, we're not entirely sure that we'll ever get back to, to what they were. We believe God's doing something and doing something different. But things are clearly still in a, an unusual and, 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 and a situation which we are not clear about. And, and you know, and we're not. We're not sure what's going to happen next and, and when things will be back to some semblance of what they were. 
And I would argue that this is a whatever happens moment for the church. And that what Paul is saying here applies to us. We have come across a situation that is new, that, that if we're not careful, can deflect us from the path that God has put us on. And, uh, and we, we had a, a, a purpose and a way to go, and yet something has come up for us that um, has taken us by surprise, perhaps, and can cause some us to have issues and concerns and difficulties as we, as we na navigate it, as we try and focus on what God's called us to. So what I want to talk about today is I want to look at what Paul was saying to and what his main concern was for the church. This unexpected event can have an impact. And Paul was trying to warn them to say, don't let yourself be deflected. And we see in verse 28, Paul's main concern. I'm just going to read that out. Well, the rest of verse 27 and verse 28 says this. Well, I'll read out 27 again. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then when I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel. Paul's concern, I would say, is that he was concerned that in the midst of a challenging situation, where the church was facing something unusual and um, difficult, that they would start giving in to fear. And in doing so, they would start looking at each other and start blaming one another for the situation they were in. It's sadly something the church has been only too good at over the centuries, that when difficulties come, instead of focusing on the purpose and to see the the purpose of god fulfilled they start focusing and turning in on one another and uh, because of fear because of difficulties because of challenges and the church can become um, a place where disunity starts occurring and this was what paul was primarily concerned about he was concerned that in the midst of this difficulty the church stayed united and one and, um, and last week, it was, and this, this, I'm not addressing any specific issue that I know it, or, or may be happening in the church, but it was also prompted by what Stephanie brought last week about uh, Christ's prayer for the church. Um, uh, and he, he prayed that they would be one, that we would be one as we are one, as Christ was one with the Father and with the Spirit. And, and, and Stephanie just talked about that, that unity in there and, and that that is what God and that what Christ was praying for us as a church. And as I was reading through Philippians, this, this really struck out to me. And I'm thinking there are circumstances that can challenge that unity. There are situations that come along. And Paul was so aware of that. And he was warning the church, look, don't let yourself be deflected. Don't be... Uh, batted off the path because of these unexpected circumstances. Whatever happens, keep going. And so in, uh, uh, in, in the next bit of the, the, the chapter, uh, in Philippians chapter 2, Paul expands a bit more on that. So he says in Philippians chapter 2 now, 
uh, verse 1 and 2 I'm going to read. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. So Paul expands his, uh, his appeal to the church, saying, look, whatever happens, don't be deflected from the gospel. Don't dishonour the gospel by being disunited. And then he appeals on the basis not of unity by agreement. Oh, we've, we've come together and we've gone through our doctrine and we've, we've gone through our practices and, and actually we agree on most of them. So actually uh, we can be united. That's not what Paul says. Paul's saying unity isn't based on how much you agree or whether you think that what we're doing is exactly right. Our unity is based on what Jesus has done for us. On, uh, on what Jesus has, uh, uh, has achieved in our life, uh, how, the sacrifice that he has for us. And so he, he just goes through some of those things. So it says, Paul, Paul so he says, um, our unity is based on the acceptance that we get in Jesus Christ. Um, he says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. What he's saying there is actually at some point we were disunited from God. Our sin, our, our, our natures were separated from God and yet through his great love for us, through his sacrifice, God united us with Jesus. Jesus's sacrifice meant that we could be forgiven, that we could be uh, given hope, we could be given full redemption. We could be given joy and we were united with Jesus. Jesus uh, wanted to be one with us. So in his death and resurrection, he brought us to himself. This is the amazing truth of the gospel is that we achieved unity with Jesus, not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus has done. So we have been given unity. We have been united with Christ. And then he goes on about, you know, if you've received any, any, um, any comfort from his love. And so as, as, as children of God, we are not only made right, we're not only given unity with Christ, we also receive his love. We, we can experience his love in our hearts. We know that we are dearly loved and accepted children, that we are, uh, and, 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 and we're forgiven and we are cherished by God and uh, and and he was and he's and Paul is appealing appealing on this basis if you know that you are united if you've experienced the love of Jesus and then he goes on to say if any fellowship with the spirit so he's also saying look you've experienced you have the Holy Spirit the comforter the fortifier the empowerer he's in you he's there you've experienced this you've known his grace and his mercy on your life. He's known the strength and the boldness that he gives you. He knows the assurance that comes through having the Holy Spirit in you. And, it, and on this basis, he's saying, actually, this is the basis of our unity, because all of us have got to this point in the same way. None of us have got to this position because of their intellect 
or because of their abilities or because of, of how hard they've tried or because of how good they are. We, we're not there for that reason. We're there purely and simply because of what Jesus has done, because of his great grace and lavish kindness he's put on us, because he's given us his spirit, because he has shown us his love. And so Paul is saying, come together, be unified by coming closer to God and focusing on him. It's like, um, I drew a little picture here. I was going to share the screen. I um, don't know if you can see that. It's not very helpful. Um, we can picture a, a, a mountain and, uh, and we're at two sides at the bottom. And we can come together by going along the bottom. And actually, that's what the church so often tries to do. It tries to get united. And then when difficulties come, there's disagreement. But actually what God is saying is, no, no come t- up to me, get, get close to me. And as we go up the side of the mountain, so we come close to God, we come close to each other. And, and Paul is appealing on this basis. Be united, stay united in the midst of, of these difficulties based on what I've done for you, based on my love for you, based on my commitment to you, based on my, uh, all that I've given to you in Jesus and through the Spirit. There is a challenge in these times when things aren't as they were. You see, often um, the way we fulfilled our purpose as a church was through our Sunday morning meetings. We used to worship together and encounter God together. Now, we can do that on Zoom, and uh, it was a wonderful time of worship. We really enjoyed it this morning, but it's still not the same as meeting together uh, and being there worshipping together. Um, we, we socialized on a, on, a, on a Sunday morning and at our midweek meetings. We used to uh, chat and catch up and we used to pray and prophesy and, and all those things that we used to do together. Um, and we, we were able to demonstrate and, and experience unity there. And, and, and that's now gone uh, for, for at least for a time. And, and it, that can be a huge challenge when we are looking at um, how we do church together, our purpose together. And, and, and what, what, we, uh, what Paul is saying is that when challenges like this come, focusing on what we've lost, focusing on the nuts and bolts, focusing on, on how things are not quite doing as we were, is not going to help. It's going to actually cause some, some disunity. It's going to cause some problems because we're going to look at it and think, oh, this isn't going very well. I'm not comfortable. I'm a bit frightened about the future. This isn't what I want. This isn't how I wanted it. And, and there can be this, this, this sort of niggling that gets in. And, and Paul was saying, don't do that. Look again at the gospel. Look again at the wonderful joy and the hope that we we're given through Jesus. And as you do that, you can then come closer to one another as you focus on Jesus. And one of the things that we've have helped God speak to us about many, many times is the, is the need for each of us to, to draw close to God in these times, to, 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 to enjoy his presence, to, to soak in his presence, to be with him. And, and that song uh, that we sung, I just don't know, um, uh, again, it speaks of that. Show me who you are, fill me with your heart, and then lead me in love to those around me. And, and, and I, I think that's how God wants us to be. Not to, not to, to let this, uh, this situation 
knock us off course, but actually to, to actually focus upon Jesus and what he's done, and through that come together and to, to bless one another. I want to just finish with something really practical and how we can um, practically uh, sort of um, express our unity and our love for one another, just as, as we finish. And, uh, and obviously one of the ways we, we used to do that is, is on a Sunday and, 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 uh, and we got together and, as I said, and, and prayed and so on. We need to be much more imaginative now in how we express our unity and how we care and, and are, are concerned. Because this is one of the purposes of the church is obviously is to worship and to encounter God, but it's to care and minister to one another. And we need to be imaginative in the way we do that. We need to demonstrate and show our unity by really um, going out of our way to care for one another in this new environment that we're in. So it may be that you can look this morning and you can see who's on Zoom and then you can clock, well, actually, who's not here? Who hasn't been able to join for some reason? And maybe we can contact them this week and, and check, is everything all right? Are you okay? Um, you know, we, we, I noticed you weren't there. We missed you. Um, actually, each of us can go out of our way to, to contact someone during the week. Pick someone to pray for. But, um, I want to just honor Vincent this week or last week, um, he, he was praying and he, uh, uh, Tom, my, my son, came to mind and, and he texted me and said, I've just been praying and, and I want to uh, just bring a word for Tom. And so I was able to forward it to him. And, and that is just a, a real blessing uh, to know that people are praying and, uh, and that you can hear for them and you can bless them. And, uh, and I've had that personally for a number of you over the, over the years. So I know that we do this, I know that we, this happens, but I just want to encourage you to, for, and, and it's for each of us to do, it's not for the ones and twos that are particularly good at it, we can all do this to express our unity and love and to really uh, encourage one another. Um, uh, yeah, so to bring a prophetic word, to pray, to, to, to phone up, to meet where you can. It's still possible to, in ones and twos to just to meet on the common or, or, or in a garden. Or I think you can still, again, looking at the, the, the requirements in, in that in, uh, thing, but to, to, to see how we can meet up face to face. And obviously, as Jamie was saying, we're looking to see how we can do this more effectively in the building in smaller groups in the next few weeks. And that, I think, is really important. And I think, um, so I, what, I, what I feel... God wants to say to us is let's not be deflected in this time from the purpose that we have as a church. Let's not sit. I mean, one of the, one of the dangers can be that we are just holding on until it gets back to normal. Actually, God, I think wants us to be imaginative in the way we, we, we look at what, um, what we're doing. You know, he hasn't changed. The Holy spirit hasn't changed. Nothing in his nature has changed. He, and none of the purpose for which he's called us has changed. And, and God is calling us to be imaginative in the way we fulfill it. And as we demonstrate that unity, Psalm 133 talks about that, that actually in the unity of the brothers together, God commands a blessing. And I think that's what we are looking for. That's what we are hoping for. And that's what we're believing for. That as we demonstrate unity, as we care for one another, as, as we come closer to each other, as we focus on God, as we come close to him, so there will be a blessing commanded by God upon us 
as we seek to, to fulfill his purpose for us as a church. So Father, I thank you for all that you're doing in this time. Lord, it is a challenging time. It is a whatever happens circumstance. And yet, Lord, we don't want to be deflected from the purpose you've called us to. We don't want to be deflected from where you're taking us as a church and, and our purpose in seeing uh, lives changed and your kingdom come. And so, Father, I pray, help us to work out practical unity in this time. Help us to love and care and be concerned for one another in practical ways so that we can really see your kingdom come and lives changed uh, in your glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.